well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Music Video Land podcast, number 109, brought to you by your super good friends at IMVDB, the music video database. It's a place where you can find information about music videos, if you didn't already, you know, kind of guess that. My name is Adam Fairholm, I type things into IMVDB uh, for, I was going to say money, but for no money, if we're, talk- if we're talking, you know, real numbers here. And with me as usual is uh, Mr. Doug Klinger from uh, Pompano Beach, Florida. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. I, have, I also have no money. Ah, okay. Well, now we're, we're being super honest with each other, then we should be really honest about our... Um, Usual, financial status. Right, financial status and who else we have on the podcast, and that is Adam Alexander, who you may not know owns uh, part of Beats, uh, Beats Entertainment or Beats what, Beats Electronics or whatever you call part it. Part owner. Part owner. Uh, Adam, how you doing? I'm good. I, I've got some fast stocks here right in front of me. Loaded today. Lots oh. of money. Oh, good. Well, at least one of us is. And then we have a really awesome guest on the podcast this week, um, our first Steadicam operator, um, Mr. Ari Robbins, who, if you have seen any music video in the last, well, let's say decade or so, um, of, you know, any good, good ones, you've definitely seen his work. Um, but Ari, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me. I also can't find any of my money. I don't know where. <laughs> so, for, for, so people who you know, aren't really familiar with the nuts and bolts of how this works, what, what is your, your role on a, on a music video set? Um, I guess the uh, short and skinny of it would be um, I'm, a, I'm a roving camera platform, kind of a device designed to be stable as we move from place to place or environment to environment. Um, but then on a music video, I guess, where the technicality stops and where the kind of creativity begins, there's a lot of different uh, motions you'll see throughout music videos that um, the steady cam operator can provide a lot of style, a lot of tone, uh, a lot of energy. Yeah, I guess a, a good okay. example would be, uh, you know, the music video that just came out a few weeks ago, West Coast by Lana Del Rey, which has, uh, directed by Vincent Haycock, which has those beautiful, you know, um, shots on, on the beach, which is, you know, you know, one of many examples of when a Steadicam, you know, adds that extra element to a video. Uh, definitely, yeah, that's, you know, a prime example of, of the way it can be utilized. It's a... It's kind of a good blend where it's a speed tool, it can be very efficient, but then you find that there's certain moments that I guess the fluidity and the operator's kind of instincts, you can really capture and highlight a little bit further, I guess, than you would maybe on just rocking like a dolly or you know some of the standard platforms that are out there. So kind of a cool blend of being able to do whatever you want and as well also keep it very structured and you know, coordinated if you need to. And, and how'd you find yourself in the role of Steadicam operator, how'd you get into that? Uh, I I have a brother who's a cinematographer who kind of started a few years before me, so I was able to get my feet wet, you know, G&E or Grip and Electric intern production assistant uh, when I was really young, and I found out about Steadicam and just immediately was like, that's for me, that's uh, that's what I want to do. It was kind of the right mix of. It's a very athletic job, I guess. I kind of crush myself week after week, but. Um, <laughs> If for those who don't know, it's like wearing a ninety-pound object just strapped to your body and just running, um, short and skinny of it. But uh, yeah, I, I saw it. I kind of took a look at it. I said that that just that seems to be right for me. And then instead of kind of waiting around, I just kind of hopped to it and immediately took a workshop and found a rig that was capable, and then uh, started going. But I started like you know Craigslist ads, 
you know, barely getting by the $50 a day for 12 hours with the object for, uh, for quite some years before it got there. And when did you move into, I know you've done feature films, you've done television and commercials. And, you know, when did you start working in, you know, major music videos? I guess it kind of happened, let's see, I'd say maybe four years ago was where it kind of took off. And I guess um, I'd always had a hand in music videos. I feel like most filmmakers start in the music video world and then they kind of adapt into different things based on what their interests are. But uh, for me, music videos was like my first thing. Like my first jobs were back with uh, Travis Kopak, like way back in the day, like you know, nine years ago. And uh, it was a different way to move, so I kind of had interest to it. But then, as a as a camera operator, a steady cam operator, I guess the same as like any you know camera oriented or you know lighting oriented person, you get a blend of doing everything, and that kind of teaches you how you can facilitate so many different things with different uh with different methods or different styles and then still kind of capture something for each one uh so commercials you know you branch out but then commercials teach you a certain thing and then feature films and then televisions it's all a different adaptation but um i try to like to lean on that when it comes to shooting music videos too because we get so many different types of elements to to play with any given you know any given music video job and i find that you get to use everything that a uh all the other jobs would do inside a video. And, um, uh, I, I know you, in addition to uh, having a name, you also have a nickname, which is a steady Jew. And if you um, aren't a professional NBA player uh, and you have a nickname uh, for your profession, that usually means uh, pretty cool stuff that, that someone uh, thought you were cool enough to have a nickname. So I'm curious where that nickname um, started, where it came from, and when did you get it? Uh, it, um, I guess it was kind of a long time coming, you know, many years. I grew up in the South, which was a, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, which was kind of a strange race city, kind of being the, the background in history it has. Um, but I found it to be quite a loving place. It just, you know, it had other elements inside of it. And I guess being Jewish, it was just, you know, I learned pride and kind of the responsibility of, of uh, you know, taking care of everyone in that sense. And uh, it just kind of stuck to me. I'd always been kind of, you know, I always made Jewish jokes. I was always very fond of, uh, I guess, that side of my uh, cultural upbringing. But um, it slowly just kind of adapted. And then my mentor, my first Steadicam mentor, uh, used to go by Steady G, which I always thought was the coolest name ever. That to me was just <laughs> like, and he he did some of the the, you know, a lot of very big music videos in the early '90s, and so. You know, there he was doing very well, going out as Steady G. And, you know, I was, you know, young, finding out about this guy being like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, so I guess it started at Steady J. And then somewhere down the line, those who knew me kind of was like, you know what, you might as well just let it be what it really is, which is Steady G. And uh, <laughs> uh, there was, uh, it, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of fell into place. And now I have people who, I guess, like, you know, converse about me in other places being like, oh, have you heard of Steady Jew and this, that, and the other? So it's really spread. I find a lot of people will Instagram the little tag I have on my camera that says <laughs> it. And uh, that's kind of trippy to me to just find out that some people only know me as Steady Jew. It's it's weird, but I like it, I guess. Well, you you have a talent for naming, naming things because your website is iwearcameras.com, which is great. And then you go down and the email contact is jubi1 at iwearcameras.com. So that's 
usually we see like you know it would be like ariarobbins.com ari at ariarobbins.com um, so there's uh, there's there's a difference there yeah I like uh, I like to play with the fun names I mean visual harassment was kind of another one that was like oh you know what that's goofy I like that I think I if I didn't get involved in filmmaking I probably would have just wanted been one of those guys who sat and came up with goofy names for things all day long and would have had a lot of fun doing it. Um, those are extremely high-paying jobs, too. Incredibly. Like, I, I, it could have been my big... You know, that's where all my money might have been if I, if I could find it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, you know, it's nice to have fun with things. I like to keep it light. I think, uh, I think it helps for everything. I mean, just the nature of what we do. It's a very tough job. You know, all day, every day, anything you can do to just be a little bit happier, a little bit more pleasant. It's, uh, I don't know, goes well at like hour 14 when the morale is low. Well, you mentioned it's a, it's a tough job. And I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize like how physical of a job a Steadicam operator. It's just such a really heavy uh, piece of equipment. It's such like a tough job. And for a music video, you know, there's, I would imagine like you're doing a lot of things that kind of require a lot of kind of movement and rhythm and kind of artistic flair to them. Um, you know, how do you, I mean, how tough of it is a job like on a music video set for a Steadicam operator? Uh, you know, I, I guess there's a, there's the debates between Steadicam operators on what the most challenging jobs or, you know, one of the, what's the most difficult. Um, there are a lot out there. I'll say there's not really very many easy jobs for a Steadicam operator. I mean, if you get into it, it's kind of a, a commitment to pain. Which is great, but it, it really is. Um, music videos can, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of different types of music videos. If it's a performance video, you're going to get crushed. Um, you'll spend any, you know, let's say out of every hour, you'll spend 30 minutes going back and forth, uh, just constant motion. And it's all random. So it's not, you know, it's not always so preconceived and thought about. So... You'll do a lot of ballistic motion. You know in like gym class when you would run from one side of the cl- uh, the courtyard or the, the basketball court to the other back and forth as fast as you could and then you'd get smaller. Do you remember those things? Suicides, I think they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember those. Yeah. A, a music video is like doing that with 90 pounds on you. <laughs> and then you do it times like 30. Uh, and that's like one day. So it's – I like to think it, it, it's not for everyone but it is um, – it is absolutely brutal. Most likely, too, for any other type of music video, you're going to end up doing every shot just because there's a lot that goes into creating a video. So, you know, a day's going to get very stacked. Uh, it's going to be very full, and most likely they're going to lean on you. And if you're good at your job, they're going to want to lean on you not just because it's efficient, but because they know you've got an eye uh, for capturing what they need. So, you know, why not, right? Um, but it's it's crushing. I kind of like to think out of... Um, you know, if I don't have a month or two go by where I haven't almost died, then I probably am not working that much. <laughs> and uh, and who, on, who on set are you collaborating with most frequently, um, or does it vary? Are you, are you working mainly with the camera department and the DP? Do you work a lot with the director? Um, you know, in a video like I Try to Talk to You by Hercules and Love Affair, are you also working very closely with the choreographer? What, who, who are you collaborating with most on set? It's kind of a mix. Um, in, in, in that video specifically, that was a lot more collaboration with David and Larkin um, you know, to, uh, you know, together. Uh, David really, he always knows exactly what he's looking for, which is an amazing, amazing trait. Uh, makes my job a lot of fun to do. 
So, you know, and, and that was a video that you can't kind of just come into and go, ah, you know what, we'll put a camera up, we'll put some lights up, we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> it's a very precise video. And so for that, you're really working hand-in-hand -hand with the director. And then with the cinematographer, I kind of feel like you're always working hand-in-hand -hand with this, or at least in a way you should be. Um, if it's a single-camera shoot or a multi-camera shoot, you always want to be kind of protecting your, your cinematographer's image. So one way or the other, anything you can do to not only speed up getting the shot uh, set up, but as well as something, you know, you don't want to turn around and look on the side that's like, oh, that's the ugliest lighting to put her in. That was the worst spot you could have shot that. Like, that's one thing. So you, you blend your time, but then you get, you know, you get situations where it's, it's just you and the performer, uh, whether that be um, an actor, an actress, or the uh, musician themselves. Um, it's kind of a lot of everything, which I kind of like. And I think it's one of those things, the, uh, the more they trust you as a team, the more you end up kind of facilitating everybody. Does that, I guess that, if that makes sense. Oh, I, yeah, I think so, because, you know, you did that uh, video with director David Wilson, the Hercules in Love Affair video, and then I think a few weeks after that, the We Exist video by Arcade Fire came out, also by Dave Wilson, David Wilson, and it's got that um, a shot in there that I wanted to ask you about, this really amazing shot that a lot of people have identified in the video um, that takes place at Coachella, um, where, you know, you follow a uh, Andrew Garfield you know, kind of through the crowd, not through the crowd, you're kind of isolated, but through up onto the stage, um, and it's, you know, it's alive, there's a lot of people there, there must have been a lot of logistics that kind of went into that shot, um, that must be a lot different than, you know, working on a closed set. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about shooting that, that shot in particular. Um, first of all, the whole project was just amazing. Um, from beginning to end, it was just a wonderful experience. I'm very, very happy with how that came out. It was a real, I have to just say, it was a real honor to be a part of something like that. Just for the meaning and, and the people involved and everything, it was just, it was a blessing. Um, but that shot specifically was, uh, was definitely a trip. We, you know, we went out to Coachella and we were there just for that. So kind of came in backstage and we were all, you know, set up beforehand. It was all planned and coordinated and it was very, kind of secretive feeling because no one knew we were there no one knew what was going on except the few people and uh it was kind of a neat way to, to to come into a job i guess you could say um but i you know i think one of the things that was the most fascinating about it too is that you know we were out in kind of the middle of the crowd they have them all sectioned off and there's walkways in between which i guess is kind of just reserved for those you know worker bees and things like that but as well as like any kind of VIP thing of that nature um and I don't even think the crowd standing around realized who was right next to them. You know, there's, you know, Spider-Man, right, you know, five <laughs> feet from them in full drag. And, like, very few people even, you know, even bothered to look twice. And so it was kind of this strange feeling of, of you know, no one around you understands what's going on. And kind of the powerful message you're, you know, they're getting to witness and not even realize they're about to know about, you know, three weeks from now. Um which was really just a strange, strange feeling. But, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of also a very emotional moment. I mean, it's a big deal for, for the actor, for Andrew, as well as just kind of for, for us, the technicality involved, getting those moments, everything to just work perfect with the timing, with the song, the band, the spotlight. Like, everything had to come down and just be perfect. We only had, you know, one take at it. But um, I don't know. It was just, uh, you know, you're always trying to capture the moment, and I guess that truly is just capturing the moment so it was just a 
you know, a little stressful in the sense you only get that one try and one moment to do so. But um, it was just a lot of fun. Just, uh, you know, I, I didn't even camera, there we go. And next thing you know, we're on stage and it, uh, I don't know, it was just beautiful. I guess that's, uh, that's shooting life. I guess that's the cool thing about it. And I didn't even really think about the timing of that because the, the for anybody who hasn't seen the video, it, it, it kind of fades from the recorded track into the live track. So was there a, a, a very kind of rigid time where you had to, had to start moving or were they going to – how did that time work out? It was all, uh, you know, all coordinated beforehand for the time we would come in. Um, I think you feel it between where it comes in. It was like a, like a spotlight would come on and, and we would have our moment to, to come up. But, um, you know, I was actually a little surprised that it wasn't – you know, we weren't on the same uh, headsets and communication with the, uh, with the stage or – you know any of the the LD or anything like that. So for us, it was kind of we were just listening to David's cue, and uh, you know he had it timed out and ready to go. And you know, again, he's uh, he's brilliant. So he was just you know uh, Andrew was in position. We were there with the camera, and then it was just instantly go, and that was it. We just started the walk, and I guess it just. I mean, I'm sure he you know there was some movement to it, but um, yeah, it it just happened, I guess. And. and, and- Sorry, no, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to move to another video. So if you have another about this, no, I was just going to say, and you got to go to Coachella. So there you go. And you got a pretty <laughs> sweet, you got a pretty sweet seat for at least whatever portion you got to see the Arcade Fire concert. We bad. were there for like two hours, so it was kind of like a, you know, the whole time you, you know, they tell you, oh, okay, we're going to go to Coachella. Shoot, in your head, you're like, I'm going to be there for 14 hours. I'm going to be having this amazing <laughs> time, hanging out with all the rock stars, and and then you just kind of drive in and shoot and go home. So, yeah. <laughs> It's good in, a, in a dirty van. Yes, yes. It's the exactly. most important All your part. gears, you know, destroyed, and you're like, that was so amazing. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, another video I wanted to ask you about, which also I'm sure in, involved a lot of um, pre-planning, and it's actually a video where uh, a lot of people were um, surprised that it even utilized Steadicam. It didn't use motion control, and that is Sweatpants by Childish Gambino, um, cool. directed by Hiro Mirai. And, and I'm, I'm curious if you could just kind of... Um, you know, for anyone again, anyone who hasn't seen the video, um, you it, it basically is just moving through this diner, following um, Childish Gambino through this diner a few times, and and each time more and more people in the diner um, have his head. And so I, I'm curious if you could just kind of walk us through a little bit on on how you guys technically achieved this video. Well, there's a, there's an interesting story behind the video for me um, that I don't know. Well, you know, I don't know who knows about it or what the deal is, but um, I actually did that video twice, and I won't get too far into the specifics on with who and what and what happened, but um, I actually got to see that video be tried both in motion control mainly and then, you know, with Steadicam mixed in, and then entirely just with Steadicam. So for me, that video was kind of like an evolution of figuring out kind of how it could be done um, with some of the cool details that were in it. But uh, the final product was, uh, I, I love that video. I mean, as a Steadicam operator, I feel like that's pretty much like, oh, hey, here, have a reel. There you go. Hire me. <laughs> um, it's just brilliant. I mean, you couldn't ask to do more, uh, especially with such, I mean, again, you have people like, well, again, Larkin, amazing shooter, uh, Hero, who's just incredible, uh, both um, all the way through. I mean, I, I believe he, hand, he works very closely on the effects as well. Uh, which is why I think they have such a good 
good, good look to him. So he knows what he's looking for technically, which I think is what helped solve some of the problems that would have come without doing that motion control. Um, that job done, I guess, without such talented hands might not have been as easy. And I guess maybe it uh, did before. Ooh, I didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, that shot was, um, it was a lot of fun with the technicality. I mean, when you shoot, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, and for me as a steady cam operator, that's where I see where the technical ability and creative eye just meet hand in hand. Um, every time we went through the doorway outside, we kind of spin around him, uh, around Donald Glover, and then we come outside. Uh, we had to land in, you know, an absolute specific part. And you try to get as close as you can. So you do this, you know, minute-long shot. You're sweating, you're moving, you're trying to hit all these points, making everything look perfect, as well as try to have some pacing and some timing. And all these fluid things are going through your head, and you're like, oh, my God, at the very end, make sure you land perfectly at this spot. Otherwise, we got to do it again. <laughs> so, it, technically, it was it was a beast to tackle, but it didn't really feel that challenging. Um, Larkin had kind of set it up where it was a very smooth thing for me to be able to move through without having to worry too much about reflections, light, seeing things that we were using. So, that lent to a lot of freedom to be able to kind of move and focus, you know, on each on each beat, on each moment, on what he was doing and what was going on, and kind of staying consistent versus struggling to, you know, okay, keep this out, keep this out, we got to get over here. You know, it it gives it that freedom to be in. I feel like when you watch the video, especially the first pass, there's a lot of comfort to it, which is kind of surprising for what's going on, you know? That, uh, so, that I, I've always wanted to ask a Steadicam operator this. Have you seen the movie Russian Ark? I have. I, uh, I own it. I've never been able to uh, to watch the whole thing. I always fall asleep. It, yeah, it is insanely boring. But for anybody who doesn't insanely know boring. it, it is a is a, a one shot. Uh, I can't remember how long it is. I think it is um, ninety six minutes. One shot Steadicam film. And I, I remember reading about. I saw it way back in, in college. But it's one of those things where you know it was an entire basically an entire movie that they shot one shot so if something, anything went wrong they had to do it over again and it was like you know everybody had to reset you know an entire film's worth of costumes and everything so so much pressure was on the steady cam operator um and did you it sounds like that's kind of that situation where like the entire production is there albeit on a smaller scale but you know don't hit a mark and it's kind of back to one right yeah um that's that's the that's the hard thing about long shots. And though that isn't like a very, you know, the duration of each shot broken down isn't that long. The technicality of hitting it makes it feel like, you know, when I when we start a shot like that, for me it's like an hour and a half by the time we get to end of, the end of it. It's probably only like a forty second shot, but in your head going through <laughs> every single thing that you're, you know, don't hit this thing, move there, you gotta land in this part, boom down here, catch this beat. Make sure when you come over here, it doesn't look too wonky. You know, there's so many things going through your head. It just, I imagine the Russian arc was like every time they, they did one take and the Steadicam operator aged like two years immediately. <laughs> and that was like before they clapped the slate, you know what I mean? And so that is, is that literally kind of what goes through your head? Are you kind of talking to yourself um, as you do it, like literally like that? Uh, you do and you don't. I, I'll be honest, I, I kind of, in time you kind of, you know, in the beginning you're so preoccupied with every detail and then as you kind of go along you slowly kind of get into that like I wonder what they're serving at crafty 
um, <laughs> as you're kind of spinning around someone and doing some awesome move. But I think it's, it's part of that. One of the things I've found that's allowed me to do stuff that I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever you call it, dangerous, call it crazy, call it beautiful looking, uh, amazing shots is just the idea that there's a certain amount you do need to think about, but there's a certain amount of life that you just kind of can't, you can't think about. Like if you sit there and you focus so much on, well, boy, if I, if I don't land on that mark, it's blown. But sometimes if you go to that mark and you land on it, but you weren't in tune with the character, you may just not really accent what, what motion they did or what, what something they were trying to, you know, I guess, represent. And, and I guess in that, I try not to think too much. So you kind of do it on the first take, I find. Like, you know, you go through it, you figure it out, you stress about it, you do it. And then you just, I don't know, you just go. You just, uh, you know, kind of like the light turns on and, you know, let the horse out. It's time to race. It's just, it is what it is. One of my favorite things was uh, I started working with Vincent Haycock. Um, on a rapper team music video, which was just amazing to shoot. It was just absolute fun. However, during one shot, I ended up with an armful of razor wire. Ooh. Like literally just sliced through me like butter. Didn't even feel it as it happened. And it kind of stopped me and I couldn't keep going. You know, we're just moving and shooting cool stuff. These things happen. But, um, you know, I found that like, I don't even think in my, like I know there's razor wire there. You know, it's, it's obvious to me, I see it in this, that, the other, but you capture a moment, you just kind of lose yourself. So if you happen to run into razor wire, you happen to run into razor wire. That just is part <laughs> of the job. Uh, but that's kind of the brutality with it. And if you're not willing to kind of push some envelopes, I guess in, in the end, those limitations will show up in what you're creating. And I think Vincent has always kind of enjoyed that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Hey, if we got to jump off a building or run through fire. We got to run through fire. It is what it is. Well, it looks uh, like you had that's kind of the non-thinking of it. You do kind of have to understand the circumstances that you're in, but be able to exist while they're going on safely and then very dangerously in the same second. It's kind of a kind of a trick. It's kind of fun. I wanted to cover visual harassment as well because you also you know you uh, do Steadicam operation, but you also produce and have a company visual harassment. Um, so I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about well visual harassment and you know when you started it. What do you guys do? Uh, yeah, I guess you steady cam operating. I love it. It's, it's, it's so much fun to do. I don't know if I'll ever fully be able to, to kind of let it go. However, the truth is, is that, and, and last year I had a surgery, which was a, a reminder of what, what can happen. But I always knew at a young age that as much as I loved it, I may not be able to do it forever physically. A short little Jewish guys, not necessarily the thing you think about when you think of steady cam. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's, uh, it might not have been a long-term thing. So I kind of one of those believers that you, you know, you got to work up. You really have to work hard for something. You have to go through it. Um, I think that's the way you build the foundation and, and, and that's the way you become timeless. So when I started Steadicam, I, I, I knew I would put a lot of commitment into it. And I'd like to get to, a, you know, what I would deem as like a successful point with it. But once there, I wanted to, to, you know, start developing other skills and kind of, um, giving back what's what one way or the other people have given to me. So about four years ago, I decided, okay, maybe the time is to start now. I guess I was just looking for a little bit more. I was kind of getting out of the film, uh, like the feature film world and trying to get more into short form, you know, music videos, commercials. 
um, and kind of rechanging that. I didn't really want to travel for films anymore. And I was like, you know, what? I need to have something else. Now's the time. Uh, which is actually when I met Tara Lexis. Uh, she hired me for a job for Steadicam and uh, just kind of worked out. Um, really liked her energy. And since I was just kind of starting my thing, I was like, hey, do you want to you work together? And uh, it kind of blossomed from there. I um, just kind of uh, decided eventually the time has come. And uh, that was it. But uh, I guess now we've, we've done short films, we've done some spec commercials, uh, mainly music videos, and uh, you know, the hope, the desire to do plenty more of all. So for some of them, you have Tara Alexis directing, and, and you're mostly in the producer role for these, correct? Uh, mainly. I, I kind of use it as an opportunity for me to grow in other things. Um, recently, I had kind of my first experience uh, as a cinematographer. Uh, Tara was cool with letting me uh, try my hand at shooting, which uh, I don't think I did too horrible. Which video but, was you that? Know, you know, I think I did uh, it's not out yes, it, uh, yet. It's the test video. Uh, the song is Haunted. Um, should be out shortly. But um, I do try my hand in other things. Uh, not too much. I guess my mind is that the more I learn what other people do, the better I can facilitate all. Uh, it's much easier to kind of understand what a, what a cinematographer might need if I had done it once myself. Um, but I don't really like to highlight that. I mean, for me, the, the producing role... After so many years of working with so many different directors and DPs and companies and kind of learning all these different ways to do it. I mean, one of the great things about being a Steadicam operator is that one day you're shooting, you know, a national television show. The next day you're shooting a product. The next day you're shooting cars and girls on weird things. It, it like it changes every day. <laughs> Each one, it's a different style. And I found that inside of that, there's a lot of amazingly creative people out there. Some some doing what they want to be, some not, you know, some struggling, you know, some doing very, you know, everything they ever wanted. But what I found was that kind of learning from all of them, I wanted to be able to give back. It seemed to me that eventually I wanted to be able to provide the same resources that someone did me, in, you know, in the beginning and kind of help me get going. So visual harassment, uh, I guess, is more out of that love than it is for me to kind of do anything myself creatively in that world. I kind of like the idea of facilitating for others. It's a, as us Jews say, it's a mitzvah. <laughs> that's that. That's the first time we've heard that motivation for for starting a, a production company. For that's an interesting interesting angle to come at it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 strange. It, it's been a weird thing. It's um, I think most people get into the idea of of, of creation. Uh, for the idea of what you know, what it might gain them, either the ability to do something themselves or the you know the the riches that come with it. I guess for me, it just never that you know I, ne I never felt uh, myself in need of that, and I never really felt like a number one in that way. Kind of uh, always enjoyed the idea of just just helping. But uh, so it's not you know it's one of those things. I guess it's for love, and then eventually, like all things, if you do it well and you love it, maybe it turns into a good business that you also love. And we also so, Adam was that a pun by the way different angle. I'm Ooh, sorry. that might have been yeah. Um, so should we talk a little bit about uh, pick out a few music videos from this week uh, and uh, and kind of check them out? Um, I think we should. I think we should start with uh, zigzagging toward the light because it um, has lots of Steadicam in it. The video we're talking about is um, Connor Oberst zigzagging toward the light and. 
Um, for anybody who's not familiar, Connor Oberst is uh, well was Bright Eyes until he uh, kind of disbanded that project a few years ago, and this is his second album as Connor Oberst called Upside Down Mountain. It's the first single off of it. And um, this is kind of an interesting thing because Connor Oberst and Bright Eyes in general, it was not really super into music videos or making music videos like this. This is kind of a concept video. I don't know, were you, Adam, were you a fan of Bright Eyes or Connor Oberst? Yeah, I mean, uh, decent, yeah. I, I like his stuff. It's good. Uh, I'm a huge fan, and I, you know, I, we work on this site, and I'm not really you know, that into, you know, the Bright Eyes or Connor Oberst music videos. So I was really excited to see this uh, release because this album just came out and they're doing a big kind of uh, PR push. Connor Oberst doesn't really use social media and now he has a verified Twitter account and they're doing all sorts of, you know, um, spots on The Tonight Show and on like weird things on NPR and stuff. So I think, you know, the, this music video is part of a really concerted push and it starts out t- 10 years from now in sort of a post-apocalyptic kind of reminded me of her a little bit there's a, yeah. a disembodied a computer voice talking to him asking him strange questions um which is not all unheard of you know for connor oberst in general that's kind of uh, his style um but i i really enjoyed this video this is a great album this is kind of a a really good album after a lull of a few kind of mediocre ones um so it's kind of nice to see him releasing a proper music video with a you know a really great director david albatelli out the belly uh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. That's what you said. Um, uh, uh, and yeah, I think this is a good pairing, um, Conor Burst. I, I was not very familiar with him, but after you described um, how he is, I, I feel like the, the pairing with David Altobelli is, uh, is a good one. And, and David seems really selective with the, with the acts that he works with. Um, and, and this seems like a really, a really strong pairing between those two guys. I think one of the videos that people might be familiar with from David Altabelli is the Tears by Health video, um, which is which you may remember as the as the one with the um, uh, zombie babies. The zombie babies, exactly. Yeah, kind of a really yeah. creepy. Po- also, had a little bit of a post apocalyptic vibe. There isn't there isn't like a like a very like overt post apocalyptic vibe in this. There's it's kind of weird at the very end. There's like. Shots of like a new, you know, like stock yeah. stock footage of nuclear bombs going off, basically. Um, so I don't know, and it also said to be continued at the end, uh, yeah. which, which you know, so maybe we're That's looking exciting. for other, you know, other singles from this album in the future. Another another great David Altobelli video that he co-directed with Taylor Cohen is so strange. Why Superhumanoids, one of our top fifty music videos from last year. If you're going to look at some David Altobelli stuff, which you should, uh, start there. I'm wondering. Is is this steady cam? The the well, I guess the shots going down the street, but there's these shots where the camera kind of flips over. Is that, in your opinion, like is that all done in steady cam? Do you think? Uh, you know, I kind of went back and forth on that. There's parts where it definitely feels like a movie, um, which I'm, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. It's like a three axis gimbal stabilization thing for smaller camera models and things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, it's similar to a steady cam in the way it can do things, but it's uh, operated, I guess, in a different, you know, via a different platform. And quick, easy summary. Um, but I thought it, it it could have been either. The flip to me was one of the things where I kind of had to say, hmm, could have been one or two tools that uh, do that. The steady cam would have been a, a way to do that, and that might have been how they they went about it. Um, part of why I was like, well, maybe it's not a movie, is because doing a flip at a movie might be very challenging. 
However, I think it might be able to be done in that there's a certain sense of robotic nature to the motion when it flips upside down. Mm -hmm. So that to me kind of made me lean more towards the, the movie. And then I think there's a few shots where you might see reflections and I was like trying so hard to pick it out. What it was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, either or I liked, um, you know, I, you know, I always, I'm a sucker for camera motion, I guess. So, <laughs> and I think it would have been tough for you to catch that. Cause this video, a lot of, um, you could tell that there was a lot of work done to uh, everybody's face and all that's it was definitely it seemed like a stylistic choice obviously they it would allow them to not have to get releases for all these actors as well but I think kind of the soft environment um, around Connor O'Burst in this video uh, definitely seemed like a stylistic choice as well so I'm, I'm curious if, it, if you don't use a Steadicam rig is it no longer called the Steadicam shot just technically is that how it works you know I don't I don't know where the the line is yet I'll have to get with all of my camera junkies <laughs> and we will have like a meeting of all people who love cameras and decide. I don't know. I don't know what you call them anymore. I guess um, I, don't, I don't. We'll have to come up with something fun. I'm sure there's something silly out there. So another video that people were really excited about, um, which just came out. I think it was today or yesterday. Doug. Today, yeah, today. Today, um, when we recorded this on a Thursday, May 29th, is "Best Friend" by Foster the People, um, directed by Brewer. Um, and this is a video that it's one of those things where, uh, you know, sometimes you see a music video and you're like, I can't believe somebody didn't think of this or, you know, I've seen this concept before. And this is something that I don't think anybody really saw coming. It's about a model that eats other people or eats <laughs> other models and sort of takes on these weird, you know, uh, traits of theirs, uh, like, uh, um, you know, great legs or, you know, certain other attributes. Um, and it was, a, this was a really, really bizarre music video. To, to a crazy end, should they take it, like, stretching her neck to, like, you know, three feet, you know, she becomes, like, this, this like, ten-foot mo model monster. Um, uh, stylistically, a, li a kind of similar to the coming of age video directed by brother which was the last foster the people video particularly in the performance portions i, I think kind of there's like a like a retro trippy kind of vibe to the performance um portions which also existed in the brother video um um yeah i i love this video i thought it was crazy unexpected and just like some of the some of the most insane stuff the, that the animated the animated yeah, the animated sequence that sure. um Alex Brewer, um, uh, one of one of the two Brewer brothers, um, actually did. Um, that was like that was insane. And then yeah, the the, the video, uh, the VFX, they kind of you know brought in some of the the VFX champs, Zach Stoltz and, and BMO, to to back the Brewer guys up. And uh, I just think this was a, a really fantastic video. I really love this one. And yeah, lots of people were excited about it. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was definitely a lot of fun to watch. That was. Uh goofy and and wrong and right in so many ways it was uh it was fun i think there's one shot where the model's on the catwalk and there's all these arms of cameras flashing at her and they're all like waving and looking like snakes and that is just oh man what a what a wild shot just the the whole way through kind of a lot of surprises it was cool are you funny you mentioned that shot because I have that screenshotted ready to go up on our on our Facebook page as our background there because it is it, it's it's one of those things where like halfway through the video I thought they were kind of going for a some sort of social message about you know like female beauty or something like that I mean we've seen music videos you know I remember the I one I think they are I know but but at the end it sort of like 
when, when you get to the, the that shot where you know she's like regurgitating other models and there's like <laughs> snake arms and stuff like that, I thought maybe they were kind of dismantling that a little bit. At the end, there didn't seem to be really kind of a cohesive message to it. Mm-hmm. It's it, th- those those elements are in there, and you can take that from them if you want. It definitely seems like this idea was more driven on like crazy ideas, which um, uh, it, more recent Brewer is 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 trending in that direction. I think is is getting some cra- some crazy shit going, and um, which I which I really love. And and uh, you know I think it's worth mentioning that Foster the People pretty much like they they. They get they do it with their music videos. Uh, there are very few Foster the People music videos that I don't love, particularly obviously the the ones with they did with Daniels Ace, Ace Norton, like I mentioned the brother video that they did. I mean, the Foster the People really like let let the like really awesome music video directors make really awesome music videos for them, and I think that you gotta give props to that. I think. Yeah, they do allow a lot of creative freedom, and it uh, it seems to always steer them right. So. I hope they keep doing so. Then I, th- I think it might have something to do with Saul Levitz, who who works with them pretty closely. He's even in the Houdini video. Um, you know, he's a he's a really great music video commissioner. He he, he kind of gets it and knows what directors know, make great stuff. And so, um, but the other yeah. thing is that that no matter how crazy the video gets, they're always in it. They, yeah, they never there's they 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 never kind of pass that off. It's funny that like Mark Foster is there's so many shots of him just kind of like sitting in the <laughs> the audience of the uh, you know next to the catwalk. Right, um, right. It's cool though. I mean, it always seems to be mixed in correctly. Like it's a little bit uh, not too you know too much or too little. It's a it's a much better play than I think some that are all about you know just the artists or completely not. It's a it's a nice mix. It's done elegantly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely woven in really well, and and yeah, particularly keep going back to the Houdini video. I mean, any artist that's got to let you kill them at the beginning of the video, and then turn them into a robot, got to got to give love to that. Um, so uh, that's that's a cool video. Let's talk about some more. Let's talk about some more. Let's let's talk about uh, some popular stuff from this week, not just the stuff that we love, which is what we started with, but let's talk about some popular stuff. Um, popular stuff that uses Vine. How about that? Random. Um, uh, and let's talk about Will I Am featuring Cody Wise. It's my birthday. Music video featuring lots of Vine famous individuals and uh, and lots of vines, forty plus vines um, put together in this music video to make a music video. What everyone think of this one? Well, mm. well, who? Well, first of all, who uses Vine here? I will say that I am an avid. I, I don't make vines, but I watch them a lot. Um, I do both. Yes, Doug does do both. Well, actually, let's put a link to some some of Doug's vines. Some in the Doug's shows. vine classic. Any any of them with seven plus likes are going to be the good ones. <laughs> so look for any vines with at least seven likes. And uh, and are, yeah. Um, are, are, yeah. Ari, are you a Vine fan at all? Uh, I'm a fan. I actually. Um... I have an assistant who works for me and she always vines me while I'm out like on the phone walking around pacing like a madman and then sends them to me later, which is never really fun to watch yourself just <laughs> doing shit throughout a day via Vine. But uh, I myself, I don't. We need to find – are those on her personal account? Uh, they might be. I, uh, maybe I'll send you a link. I might have to kind of, you know – Go through them, make sure they're not too uh, too negative in any way. <laughs> fair, that's fair. That's a, that's a fair request. Well, how negative can you get in six seconds, though? Well, uh... Oh, you you know, a lot of phone <laughs> calls in a day. I think one of them might actually be uh, during the pre-production of Survive, so they 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 can get there. They can get there. <laughs> and Adam, are you do you Vine at all? 
Uh, I do have a Vine account. I don't Vine enough, but th- I do see some of the better ones that uh, that kind of go viral. And uh, there's people doing some cool stuff on Vine. Well, some pretty funny stuff. There, there has been like a kind of a an attempt for you know a kind of a cross-platform promotion from music videos to to Vine to when we say music videos, we essentially mean you know Vivo and YouTube um, and Vine. Like uh, Nicholas Nicholas Megalis, who started off as sort of a Vine. Star, I guess if you could use that term, you know, recorded a song that was based on one of his vines and, yeah. you know, did a music video for that. And then just the other, I think just a few days ago, there was, you got to help me out of the name. The, the little kid that dances made Terrio. it. Terrio. Oh my God. This is a video is amazing. These are like. I, I, so the Terrio video, just so you can, it's it, the artist is Terrio somehow. Lil Terrio is his name as an artist, um, who was just some little kid who, like, his cousin would film him. He went viral on Vine. And, he, and now, like, every rapper wants to hang out with him. So this video is Terrio as the artist, but he doesn't do anything in the song. It's all these other featured artists, and he just dances around in the video. Anyway, that is a really re- insane music video. We'll link to that one, although I didn't make anyone watch this week because we're not going to talk about it any more than what we just did. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the, the It's My Birthday video, however, is full of the people that Adam Alexander referenced. If you're a Vine user, you will know them as the people from the popular page. Um who are the people who appeal most uh, to um, Vine's largest audience, which I believe is teenagers. Um, and me. And, and, and Adam, us. And I won't, I won't uh, let my hate for the people in this video shine through too, <laughs> too brightly. Um, uh, or the fact that I don't like the fact that they're not using Vine as it was intended, which is shooting things through Vine. Because that's an interesting thing about this music video. Despite the fact that it's put together, you know, 40-plus Vines... Um, this is not a, a music video shot with an iPhone. This is a music video shot with a, you know, it's not even shot with a DSLR. It's shot with an ex- fancy, expensive camera and then uploaded to Vine um, through an, uh, an app other than Vine because Vine doesn't allow you to do that um, when you I doubt. Thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a great commercial. For Vine! <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, Will I Am, I, I think Cody Weiss... I don't know too much about Cody Weiss. I think he's just a Viner too, or uh, or something. So uh, commercial for Vine, yeah, I, I do. Um, I I think that 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 this works really well as that. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, um, but but just just to tell a little bit, Adam, you wrote an article about it. So why don't you just at least um, break it down a little bit further for us? Well, the idea is that they're, they're kind of recreating a lot of famous vines, and I, I'm on Vine a lot, and I haven't seen many of these. And I don't know if you guys have seen these Vine supercuts that can't end up on YouTube. They're basically compilations of all these, and you can sit down, you can go in your living room today, and you know, pop up, you know, uh, at, you know, if you've got an Apple TV or whatever, go to YouTube and sit through literally three hours of continuous vines. Um, people have been kind of taking this to the extreme. Um, which you can also do on Vine, but yeah, people bring it outside of that and like make a make YouTube videos out of it, and those those videos are insanely popular. Yeah. So what they did was they you know they kind of mashed them all together for the actual video, and then they released them in little in vines essentially um, on Vine, uh, broken down into their little six, six second snippets, and you know tagged people in them and stuff. And I thought it was an interesting kind of commingling of the 
of the platforms there. Obviously, the canonical version of the video is the is the the full length, you know, four minute and twenty two second one with the song. But it's an interesting way to take those pieces and and get them out there. It was really popular. Uh, I think they released them about. I think uh, starting late on Wednesday, a few hours after the video came out, and by they created an account just for this, and I think by then, you know, twelve hours later, it had about you know three hundred thousand followers, which isn't bad. Yeah, and and just some of the if you do use Vine and you want to know who's in it, it's like King Bash, Batch, whatever, Distorm, uh, uh, the guy who looks like Barack Obama, you know, all the boys. So you love it if you love if you love the popular page on Vine, you'll love this video a bunch. Um, and if you like Vine in general, uh, check it out because it's fun. Uh, can we talk about another popular vi music video? Actually, let's let's talk about another really weird music video, and uh, and that is "Hey, the Last Night Ever" by the New Average, um, directed by Tim Nakashi. This uh, music video, for anyone who's not aware, and I, I didn't I didn't tell Ari or, or Adam Alexander what the heck this video is, um, but what it is is a boy band that was created on a reality show by Funny or Die. Funny or Die did a reality show where they had teenage girls basically like run the show for a boy band. They had like 35 guys audition. They were picked by the teenage girls. Then the teenage girls helped them like come up with the concept for their song, um, come up with like the image for the band, and then eventually uh, pitch a music video to director Tim Nakashi and have them create this music video. And this music video came out this week um, through Vivo. Um, and so that's the story behind this music video, and it is uh, it is a really high quality music video. Tim Nakashi is a really talented director, but he also works frequently with Tim and Eric and and those types of guys. So he definitely kind of gets the joke. But there's a really great moment from this music video of of the teenage girls pitching the video to Tim, and that's what we'll link to in the show notes. Um, but what do you what you guys think of this video as a music video? I, you know, I thought it was fun. Um... I wasn't quite aware of all that kind of went to to make it, but I did enjoy there is kind of that like an element of just playing on what it is that you kind of feel throughout being a little bit unaware to it. But um, I love Tim. Tim is great. So, you know, anytime I get to watch something that he creates, I'm always going to be more interested than the next. And I always think he uh, he always handles the delivery perfectly. So I think this one was not, you know, there was, wasn't shy of that at all. Same way through. But you pick you picked up on like the wink that there was kind of like a joke going on there, despite being in on it. It may have been a little bit more apparent for me just because I'm familiar with Tim's work. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I've done a few projects with him myself, so kind of always dig his style. And it's it's I guess for me, he's got a good way of laying kind of laying who he is into each piece like piece that he does, and it's very subtle. Or it can be very extravagant, but it still feels in his same territory, which is kind of something I always dig at, like, like on his work. Um, so for me, kind of watching it, I was like, all right, this is that. Like, there, it's not just an accident, you know. And I and I like how the video almost feels like that. It's kind of like, hey, we're just kind of going, and it's great. But it like, there's more to it. I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I quite liked it. Yeah, and and then the behind the scenes, like Doug mentioned, there's a a great kind of moment where they pitch pitch in the video and then they kind of kind of gloss over the making of it and then they seem kind of genuinely surprised that the video is so good <laughs> like the people they're like to our surprise the video is is awesome i think they kind of thought they would throw this together and everything would be terrible but they maybe they didn't know what they were getting when they hired tim nakashi to, to direct this 
um, you know, and, and, and ended up getting something that was a lot more higher quality than they, they would have imagined. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and these, and when we say teenage girls, we're, we're not talking about like a bunch of 20 year olds. They're like 12 and 14 year old girls that put this together. Um, it really, it was, uh, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty funny. The, uh, the video did, didn't blow up. I'm not I, like, I'm pretty sure after the show was over, I think they just like, all right, you're a band now. And that's how it ends. Like, I don't think they're, they're like doing anything else for these guys beyond what they've done here. So, you know, who knows if the new average, which is a ridiculous title for a band, uh, who knows if they're going to be, uh, anything beyond this video. They, they are talented singers and, but the song is just absurd. They say the word, Hey, like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. But the video is like, the video is beautiful. And like the guys work as a, as a band, they harmonize well or whatever, and uh, and it's super funny. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah, to, if you're gonna watch this video, you definitely gotta. Uh, I should have sent you guys this too. It's dumb that I didn't, but you gotta watch that the other piece um, as well that with with the girls pitching Tim because that's really fun. Let's jump quickly to uh, Jennifer Lopez. Hey. Okay. Yeah. It? Um. Yeah, the silence on this one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mentioned to Adam this this video felt a little bit like West Coast to me. Uh, the Lana Del Rey music video, uh, it just felt like a Lana Del Rey music video in general because of the kind of um, narration at the beginning, and then I guess just because it's black and white, it also felt like West Coast. Although this does not seem like it was shot on film, although I have no, no idea. No, um, no it seemed to uh, to. It, it, it looks, it, you know, classic, you know, black and white always looks nice um there's a lot of very pretty moments in there it's i, I guess i don't know i've had the, the the i guess we'll call it a privilege to to work with her and um she's really sweet she's really amazing um nice lady i, I guess but for you know for some of us how much you know how much of her can you watch yeah you know, again and again like it's 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 one of those things like it's it's a nice looking video it's a nice video everything's good but i just think I don't know. You, you get to a certain age, you kind of go, "Yeah, she's she's wonderful. She's pretty." But uh, it, I don't know. It's it's kind of a hard sell, I imagine. You know, she's been doing it for a while, and what it is. And I've heard I've heard some editors who would not agree with you about her being a nice lady. Um, I'm so. sure it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like you get lucky uh, some days. But I think there's also is a difference between uh, being there on the site with you know a bunch of people around and doing it it's probably more of a show of it versus the behind closed doors yeah like just like put me in this video more now so uh have have you worked with anthony mandler no you know i have not had the the privilege i'd uh i I guess i've always wanted to um all in uh all in due time if it's right anthony if you're listening yeah um hire this guy my number is (laughs) <laughs> because um you know anthony anthony manler i think if if there was like something i could or a pattern i would identify with him um it's like taking especially with like single female singers he oftentimes takes them and puts them in an environment and that is sort of the concept of the video and kind of lets them lets their kind of personality shine through. I think a good example of that is like the Come and Get It video by Selena Gomez, which I think is is a successful video on on some levels, um, but it's really one of those things where it's like her in an, in, an, in an environment, basically like in an outdoor environment, and it kind of all hinges on Selena Gomez being able to pull it off. And Jennifer Lopez is one of those people where I'm just not... I, I was never really sure what her kind of appeal was, charisma-wise, 
and when you put her in a video like this where it, it I mean I know there's another dude in there and he's obviously a cool dude David Gandy um, he's cool He's way cooler than than me, um, but I don't know if she has really kind of the, the charisma to pull it, this off, and maybe it's just me. But I found it a little bit lacking in that that sense. One of the biggest stars in the world, it doesn't have the charisma. But you know what? You make you make kind of a point. I mean, she. I I I I'd want to watch Come and Get It before I watch this one again. So maybe that maybe I just like Selena Gomez a lot. Uh, which I do, and, the, um, and she has some of the largest hoop earrings I think I've ever seen hoop, in my life. The almost. hoopiest, the hoopiest <laughs> earrings. Those are that is a hula hoop. Uh, no, but they, but she looks great though. I mean, whatever. She's a pretty lady. This video is going to be massively popular. Um, so there you go. That's that's that makes it worth it. Wait, is uh, it though? It's that it's only at one hundred and like eighty k, one hundred seventy five k right now. I um, mean, in the in the day, it's already in, it's in the top ten after a day. So I mean I guess not massively, yeah. massive massively popular is I guess a stretch. I guess and and when you're talking about Jennifer Lopez's ceiling on popularity, uh, you know she has the third most popular music video or excuse me third most popular video of all time with on the floor um, with uh, nearly 800 million views. So yeah, it's got she's got a lot of room to grow. That's that's a good way to put it. Um, so uh, I enjoy um, taking part in that growth with her, uh, which I don't. I won't. Um, I uh, we let's let's uh, for the third week in a row. Let's let's talk about a music video that celebrates Brazil. Um, uh, two weeks ago, we talked. Uh, there was a Pitbull music video, which was the official music video for the FIFA World Cup. Last week, there was a Shakira re-release of a music video that, although it wasn't the official music video for the FIFA World Cup, it was very, very much about FIFA uh, and soccer. It was a massively popular music video. This music video um, seems to have been made um, because of the soccer going on in Brazil, although no soccer in this music video at all, just lots of boobs, which is, you know, I, I'll take that trade um, any day. And uh, that is Super Brazil by um, Vega Boys, um, who you may remember from the song Boom 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 from 1999, classic, <laughs> classic South Florida Power 96, classic uh, hit. Um, so anyway, what'd you guys think of this, uh, this video, gratuitous or no? I had to, uh, honestly, I started watching it and then kind of gave it like the 15, 20 seconds. Like, wait, are they going to, are they going to cut to something, something else? <laughs> kind of slid through to the end and was like, no, that's, uh, that's a lot of boobs. I, I personally love boobs, a big fan, but, um, you know, how many can you watch bouncing around with weird objects before you're less excited? I, I think it's one of, you know, I guess it works. Um, but it was weird. It was kind of one of those things because it's, I mean, I guess for, for what the song is, it's, you know, for what it is, for what they're doing, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's, you know, it's cute. It's funny. But uh, I don't know. I kind of, you know, I got the gist of it and just by scrolling through, I guess. In my, <laughs> That's, in my... which, is, which is fair. That's where the, the YouTube sort of hover over and see the little pictures from throughout the video really comes in handy. Because, at, at, you know, you can take 10 seconds and just have a, you know, and you can see, okay, this is the same thing for the entire time, basically. Yeah, yeah. a couple a couple of GIFs would have sufficed for this one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or something, yeah, something good. with it, you know, because a lot of it was like the random objects, and it seemed to me like... It, I mean, it is fun, and it is fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, who's, and again, if you're a guy, 
and 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 you like that thing, you're going to be in, you're going to be entertained. But I think I guess for me it was like, all right, I'm not going to go crazy, you know. And I it probably wouldn't be the first thing I would link to all my friends and be like, yo, let's see this. I'm, I'm sure there's way other different links to send to them that they would enjoy more. But um, like, cats I know, I thought, like I, for example, I thought it was cute and quirky, but I feel like at the end of the day, for some of the fun that they were having just doing, they could have added some things to maybe make it a little bit more oriented to what it is. I mean, there's a lot of things you can hang from nipples. Just mm. seemed like, you know, could have done some more. Well, it's true. That's uh, and and just um, the, this was uh, the music video was directed by. Um, uh, well, not gonna try. Ein and San, man, they're from uh, a female duo from Amsterdam. Uh, I don't know why I thought mentioning that it was females who directed this video mattered. I don't think it does because uh, it doesn't change what's in it, and it's still booze magic. But obviously, like I guess, I guess my point with that is uh, their their focus are the 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 visual aesthetics it seems like obviously everyone knows who is going to be appealed but uh you know drawn to a music video full of bouncing and, and shaking boobs however it does seem like there was the focus at least of the filmmakers you know there was a lot of time spent it wasn't just random pasties on the nipples that it yeah. wasn't it was you know they were artistically motivated i don't know what i'm talking about uh no, that's what, yeah, that's where I think it, it's like there could have been a lot of fun things to do. Plus, you know, hey, there's a lot. There's always seems to me there's always options for high speed and other fun things. <laughs> True. <laughs> and Ayn uh, uh, and San, uh, I think uh, I, I, I'm going to guess that's how you pronounce it. They manage their page on IMVDB. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't write back to my email, but they did take over the profile page that I linked to in my email. So can't win them all. That's a 50-50 win for me, I think. Um, so so thanks for taking that over. I do want to really <laughs> talk about the the bridges uh, by Broads, Broads Alexander. I think it's Broods. I think it's Broods. Broods yeah, Broods by Broods, and this is the U.S. version of this music video, um, directed by Dory Oskowitz. I just wanted to quickly talk about this one because uh, I love it. Let's do it. Uh, did everyone else love it? Well, just really quickly, I just want to clear it up. Are these people on some sort of hallucinogenic drugs? Is that established at any point? I don't know I don't that it's, it's ever established, but I think that would probably. But it's be a good. A that's guess. a good reading. I really just kind of like. Yeah, I, mean, I like the kind of whole vibe of the video, and I, I really like the way it looks. And yeah, I don't really understand it, but I don't. I never do. I, I thought there was uh, an interesting little parallel too. Uh, Broods are from New Zealand, as is Lord, and uh, Lord did a video for Royals, the original one, um, which didn't feature very much of her at all. And then she did a U.S. release, which had her in the video much more prominently. And this alternate version of Bridges also features the band for the first time uh, in the video. So that was kind of an interesting parallel to me. I don't know that. Uh, I guess Americans need to see the band in the video. That that's the uh, interesting little detail that I got from it. I don't think we need to, but I like to. No, I don't. <laughs> I, don't <care. laughs> I don't have an opinion. I liked uh, it. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the, a lot of the footage was really pretty to watch. Uh, I mean, it was definitely shot very well. Um, and I think there's like I don't know. There's a wholesome that's kind of captured. Kind of as you're watching them go through what they were doing, um, but it didn't. It didn't. You know, and it was like kind of a kind of the pacing kind of felt right with it. Is the ways like the song broke down. Like I thought it was definitely great work. Um, 
I, I guess I'm more for hallucinogen, so I guess maybe they should have been on drugs in my mind, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I guess it was one of those things that was kind of like, it, it, you know, it was, it was a, it was pleasant to experience. And I felt like that was great for me just, just to be like, Hey, you know what, this is enjoyable to watch and look at. Um, there was definitely some moments where like, I'm not right, quite sure how that fits in, but I still like it. So I don't know. But I, know. I f- and I think I have a problem with like when I don't understand uh, what's happening. I like look to the director and be like, you know, and just you, you trust sometimes that a director isn't just throwing shit in there. And I think mm-hmm. Dori Oskowitz, like when you when you don't understand a music video, I feel confident that he, that he know he knows what he's doing. So that's uh, that's if, a little if the bit. Emotion still comes across. It seems like it it still works for for you, the audience. And I find that that one specifically did it's like you know i think that's where the hit or miss of it becomes is if it is a little off for you at least if you if you still feel inclined to keep watching and to enjoy then it's still doing its job and i felt like it definitely it definitely did that and assuming for the artist it was within their right procedure of how they wanted to i don't know come across i guess if that was you know being the u.s release and probably the you know the version change for other territories um it seemed like they weren't missing anything like it seemed like it was you know it's at least very well collected so that uh, that makes a ton of sense. I think this one kind of bears some repeating because Doug, you mentioned. I think it is right. Like Doriasco definitely has a knack for kind of building really subtle narratives within things. I'm thinking of like the Constant Conversations uh, by Passion Pit video from 2012 that he directed. Something that that um, you know it takes place at a party and you kind of watch it over and over and you get little kind of narrative layers that aren't really overt, but really start to make sense so i think this we'll give this one a few weeks and i think we'll we'll be more or at least i'll be more appreciative i think of of (laughs) what's going on um and we talked about houdini by foster the people we should mention dory oskowitz is in that music video playing the part of uh dan shinard so that's it now you know that so we should uh should we say uh what our favorites of the week were yeah, um, let's do that. Adam Alexander, do you have one that was uh, stood out for you out of all the, all of the rest of all the music videos in the world this week? I do, I do. Um, I really like the, uh, I think it came out today, the Son Lux video for, uh, it's a crazy long title. It's uh, Build a Pyre and Begin Again. So this one was directed by Jeff Hoskinson. Uh, who recently did another amazing video for Akishi Bashi called Philosophize In It, Chemicalize With It. So mm-hmm. that was like kind of like a, an animated video, which was like very multi, very colorful and, and really cool. Whereas this one is uh, a black and white video, which kind of features uh, a bunch of random imagery that kind of like burns into the next sequence. And uh, it's done very well. It's dark and creepy like the song. And, uh, yeah, I really liked this one a lot. So this one is, is probably going to be one of my favorites this week. I, gotta, I didn't watch that one. I have to. You should. Now that you, the Philosophize This. That's such a good video. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. What, that was what, mine. what about you, Ari? You got a favorite? Uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to watch all that's come out this week. Been kind of busy, but uh, from the list that uh, you sent me, and kind of from the ones we would go over, this may sound strange, but uh, I actually really like the Babes one. The Isn't It Love? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would have been my, that would have been mine too. Me, I, I, I've worked with the director for a while, and I guess maybe it's that it's that personal connection too. Um, I just love his work, his his comedy, his goofiness, but also the. He's, I mean, he always has a very good sense of where seriousness and comedy can be very much 
writing that line. And I kind of enjoyed some of that. And I guess just kind of the, you know, kind of the old broadcast feel of it. And, you know, the Americana that it was, it just, I don't know. It was just kind of cute. It was fun. I mean, the things that they were doing it. And, and I got to say, there's some close-ups in there that are just, oh man, they just make me smile. So <laughs> I thought it was just, you know, and for what it was, it felt very right. I guess I, I, I always look into that as if, is, is it matched well? Is the, is the artist, is the content, does it just, does it, does it correlate? And I guess for me, that just felt so right on pace with itself that it just, I don't know, I dug it. I, I guess, uh, you know, and for like a guy who like moves cameras crazily for a living to, you know, enjoy the one that's all these really awesome static shots and funny things going on, I guess it just did it for me. And you can learn some pretty awesome whip moves as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a great contrast between the, the, the song and the video as well, I thought. I really liked that piece of it. And it's directed by uh, Ben Berman, who um, uh, also works like Tim Nakashi frequently with Tim and Eric and a lot in television with uh, Absolutely Productions. And he also directed a short film recently, sorry, Ben Schwartz. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's a good movie. Good short film. So, Ben Berman. And Ari, you worked on uh, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that was actually the, the first time I met Ben. Um, which was really, which was amazing. Uh, shot by Rachel Morrison, amazing cinematographer. Um, but coming to that job, and and that was the first time I got to work with Tim and Eric, who I uh, got to follow, you know, again on some other jobs and work with them later on down the line. Um, it was cool to see Ben in that position of working with them. And I mean, they're they're two amazing comedians, and to kind of be in that that role of you know coordinating both what you know all the technicality that needed to be done to make the movie, but then also working with them and just being such a easy perfect blend um such a smart guy just really really savvy and i feel like uh that video just kind of shows some of that kind of that that intelligence to just kind of you know be willing to play willing to have fun but also have a serious tone to it as well but uh i don't know i am um, yeah i really like working with them and i guess uh you know it's always good to see when you when they do work you like it's even better yeah, and I'll just say that. So this one was also my favorite of the week. I loved this video, just the whole tone of it, the whole kind of way that Ben Berman took it in places where it just got. It was genuinely weird. It was. It didn't feel like it was like trying to artificially be weird. It mm -hmm. just felt like it naturally had that way. And then I'll also just point out that the um, the guy. There's only two people in this video, but the guy, John Ennis, is um, the workout guy from the stamina by a Vitalik video. He's the it guy is. he's the guy who's like in the TV telling them to eat the cheeseburgers. That right. was a connecting moment for me. And he also was a frequent cast member on Mr. Show with Bob and David back how whenever that show was on a long time ago. He was probably like seventy pounds heavier, so you might not recognize him directly from that show. He looks a lot similar in the Simon Kesh's Vitalik video. But if you were a fan of Mr. Show with Bob and David on HBO back in whatever day that was on, what, late late nineties? Is that when Mr. Show was on? Anyway, he was on that. He was one of their, you know, regular cast members um on that show. So he's he's a funny man. Doug, uh, what's your number one? My number one we we already talked about. I think I have competing number ones between the Brewer video and the David Ultimate video um so i'm uh gonna talk about a video um that we didn't get a chance to talk about but i liked a lot and that is doses and mimosas i think i said that right by cherub cherub yeah. 
This is a lot of fun, really ridiculous music video um, directed by uh, Zach Merrick. I, I suck. Uh, anyway, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. These guys, uh, the the guys from Churub, they jump out of a cake um, at a party and uh, with, full of ladies, and uh, they dance. They dance a lot. They take their clothes off. It's it's kind of it's got some moments that remind me of Double Dare, like with a champagne on the top of the car. I don't know why it reminded me of Double Dare, but it did. And I like this video. It's not my this favorite a, of the week, but, it but had I want to talk a, about a Chromeo feel to it. Too, little chrome, I yeah, a little right? Chromeo. Video, video and music-wise, it's kind of like the new disco vibe going on. A little bit more nudity than uh, Chromeo usually has. Right, right. They went there with the nudity. And yeah, they I just kind of like, like all the performances of the people in the video. It's a really kind of weird vibe to it and um and the and the guys in the band I think they pull it off. I think they pull off the weirdness. They do. They do it. They do it. And we uh we pulled off some weirdness weirdness here tonight. Um we did. I'm really proud of it. And we got through all eight all of the videos on the list. Yeah, Doug always sends way too many videos and we man, we got way <laughs> we got through them. Um so as always you can find all of the videos that we talked about, including the links if you go to imvdb.com slash podcast and um, you also find 108 other episodes of varying quality featuring us and other other awesome people in the music video industry talking about music videos um so ari robbins thank you so much for being on the podcast we really appreciate it thank you thank you for letting me use my russian arc reference i've been holding i've had that one (laughs) under my hat for about 10 years it's uh, it's it's a good one. Everyone always asks about it, but I, I I think there's probably only ten people who've actually gone through the whole thing. So uh, I I saw it I saw it in the theater, so I didn't have any choice. I couldn't turn it off, but I probably did fall asleep at one point. I think it, uh, you you wouldn't have you know if you did you wouldn't really remember if you you know what I mean you wouldn't really <laughs> notice it'd be fine it'd still go through. But no, thank you guys for having me. It was a real pleasure. So and yeah, if you're well, if you're listening to this podcast on a, on a, on Friday, which is the only way you can, um, Ganyan Style has passed two billion views. So how about that? It hasn't passed it yet, but by the time this podcast is out, it will have. So big milestone for music videos: two billion views. Ganyan Style. Well, how about it? Pop open a bottle of that that uh, alcohol that, that is, you've been uh, saved. No, no, no. Safe. That was a South Korean alcohol. It's uh-huh. uh, hold on. It's called soju. Joe, open your bottle of soju. We'll see you guys next week.